Transcripts and recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner. Welcome to Light It Up, a podcast about resilient women balancing motherhood, their careers, personal lives, and all of the challenges that come along with being a superwoman. Each week, you'll be motivated to take action to lead, inspire, transform, and empower. Now, here's your host, Dr. Regina Mashira. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Light It Up. I am your host, Dr. Ajina Mashira. I am so excited uh, to have this episode because I am always a fan of highlighting Black women who are doing amazing things. And this week's guest is Adrian Horn, who is the CEO, founder of I Am Editing Inc., um, she has also launched a Black Women's Network Facebook group, which is how we met, because as you guys know, I'm an author. But I wanted to take a moment to um, chat with her and so you all can get to know Adrian and the amazing work that she is doing. So Adrian, welcome to Light It Up. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I, I greatly, greatly appreciate it. So this is really, this is probably a long time coming as far as us uh, getting together and having a conversation about the work that you do. Um, if you could just tell the audience a little bit about yourself. I know that you are down in warm Miami, Florida, if I'm not mistaken. You're not mistaken. <laughs> That's where I am. <laughs> Lucky. Um, well, yes. Uh, Sometimes it gets in the 60s here and I'm all bundled up and other people are like, what? The 60s? I wish it was that warm. But uh, such is life. I've been here all my life, so I'm used to it. Um, I'm a native I'm of South Florida. Uh, I graduated from high school in 2007 and I went on to Florida A&M University uh, in Tallahassee, where I ended up uh, majoring in English and pharmacy when I started. Okay. And then 12 credited um, hour semesters ended up turning into 18 when I got accepted into the doctoral program and my double major quickly became a major and a minor. So I majored in pharmacy and I minored um, in English. I had already taken a certain amount of classes and I just didn't want the money to go down the tube. Um, so I at least wanted to finish that portion, which I, which I did. And um, I graduated in 2014 and I ended up becoming a pharmacist, getting a job, living a life. Um, I got my first job on Miami Beach. How cool is that? And <laughs> right. And then, yeah. and then after about two years, um, everything just kind of fell apart. I went to work one day and I got situated in about 20 minutes after being at my desk and checking emails. I had an email from the CEO of the umbrella company of the pharmacy that I worked with, basically telling me that they didn't need me anymore. Wow. Um, it was Christmas of 2016. I had one year old um, who is now five mm -hmm. uh, and I didn't know what in the world I was going to do. I was applying the jobs and I just couldn't land one 
fast enough. And then one day this light bulb just went off in my head and was like, hey, Adrian, you majored in English. And I was like, okay, so what can I do with this? And I just put up a random post on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, y'all, if you need an editor, let me know. I'm available. And I got one poet to um, ask me to edit his poetry book. I did it. He loved it. He told people. And then those people told people. And then those people told people. And the next thing I knew, I had a whole functioning company that was under the table. Wow. And, and somebody was like, um, well, Adrian, you need to, you know, you need to run a business. You need to, to go ahead and be an entrepreneur. And it's like, I don't know nothing about business or mm-hmm. entrepreneurship or anything. And so um, I got me a community of people who had already been down this road before and knew what it was. And um, I kind of felt my way through uh, until I officially started. Uh, I am editing Inc. is a hundred percent um uh legal now because it Mm -hmm. didn't start that way at first I was just trying to feed my baby yeah um but now you know it's an endeavor that I have um fallen in love with and I truly truly believe um that uh is it's a portion of my purpose of what I'm supposed to do I believe I'm supposed to be an editor and a pharmacist and um it's been it's been such a rewarding experience and um I'm thankful for it I'm just curious. I just kind of want to go back and kind of press you a little bit. When you um, were admitted to, uh, I was going to say Alabama A&M, Florida A&M University, did you enter or decide to major in English and pharmacy? Did you know that you want to be a pharmacist or did you always have a passion for writing and thought that this is something that you would just try out? How did you come to that conclusion as far as having a major or ended up with a a double major? So I started writing poetry when I was 14 years old. Um, My parents got divorced when I was 14 years old. And with the back and forth with them, um, they really didn't pay a lot of attention to me and my younger brother. And so I really didn't feel like I had anybody to talk to. I was an athlete then. Um, So, you know, practices and and games were great, but uh, I needed a release. And I found it in writing poetry. I had no idea I could do it until I actually started doing it. And before then I had always been an avid reader. And so uh, it just was something natural. And because I had the time, um, I felt like I could do it. I did very well um, in high school as far as my grades and such were concerned. Um, I just thought that it was going to be a a smart thing um, for me to do. Uh, And on the English side, in regard to pharmacy, uh, my my mother is a a pharmacist. um, And on my mother's side of the family, there are quite a few of them. Um, I've known about it my entire life and around it my entire life. Um, And there are certain um, medical issues with me, nothing to, you know, debilitating or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But still, when I was younger, I always was curious about what it was in medication that just made me feel better. I mean, here I am five or six years old. And all I know is I take something that's pink and oh my gosh, I'm better. Like, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is it candy? Is it what is it? Uh And so um, I've always been fascinated with, um, with medicine uh, in general. And, and so it was just a natural thing for me to want to go into pharmacy, especially being around it. Um, but I figured, you know, you were going to be in school, you do something that you, that you love. Um, and then you also get to 
do something that you uh, consider to be a hobby and get a degree for it. Why mm-hmm. not? Um, I just didn't know that pharmacy was going to be as intense as it was, yeah. <laughs> which is why my major ended up being my minor. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's, that's how that all, that all came about. But I think what's really um, important that I want to pull out of um, your journey here you were, um, you know, so many of us, we're taught, um, go to school, go to college, right? Major in something where you can have a lucrative career or at least pay your bills, be able to eat, um, and then go get a job. I think it's probably safe to say in our community, that's kind of the pathway that we're typically steered on. And so to be in a situation where you're at work and then all of a sudden you get this email and, um, you know, many of us can probably um, attest to having a similar experience when companies go through these mass layoffs or what have you. And now you're faced with, what do I do? But you were able to draw upon your passion as well as your expertise to be able to um, then make a career for yourself and then become a businesswoman. And I know that you mentioned that while you were kind of, you know, it was word of mouth, but your business grew, but you hadn't considered launching a business. Do you think that there was some level of fear that you may have had? Because sometimes when I talk to women and we're talking about the things that we're passionate about, the things that we want to do, like what what the thing that stops us from doing something that we're passionate about sometimes is fear. Would you say that that was the case for you initially? I don't think that it was, I don't think that it was fear mm-hmm. um, for lack of better words. I just think I didn't want to be bothered. It, <laughs> okay. was just, it was just one of those things that I knew, I, I knew that I could do something mm-hmm. um, to reach the end that I needed. And at that point, it was feed Paris, keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. That's all it was, mm-hmm. and pay the rent. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's mm-hmm. all it was. And so everything I did, um, everything I did was geared toward ensuring that um, Paris was fed and that we had lights. That's really what it was. And so um, when people were like, "Oh, Adrian, you should make it. You should go ahead and and um, incorporate it and make it a business and do this full time." And it was like, I found me another job now. No, what you, (laughs) for what? You know, it was just a means to an end, a a bridge Mm -hmm. to do it. I'm so glad that I took the time to do it because had I not, um, first of all, I wouldn't have discovered that I could do it. Mm -hmm. Um, And once I saw that I could do it, it made me believe um, that I was capable of doing other things. I literally started from from scratch, right? so I, I, I don't think that it was necessarily, it's just, I never saw myself being a, a business owner. Mm-hmm. I never thought that I was going to be in a situation um, where here it was that I have a degree that's worth six figures and I'm not making anything. I just mm-hmm. never, I just never foresaw it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was my, was my hesitation for it. Okay. And so now you have officially incorporated I Am Editing Inc. And I must say, I've had an opportunity to read some of the poetry that you've shared. And I'm just like, oh my God, wow. (laughs) You know, it's amazing. (laughs) It really is. I can really tell that you are very passionate. Your words just flow 
Um, I think there was one post in particular, and I guess maybe I'm just a little biased. I love the beach and the water, wish I could be there. And there was a post where I think it was something along the lines, like imagine if you woke up to this every morning, but the words, the poetry itself was just, I could actually visualize as I was reading those words. So you certainly have a gift. Um, so why don't you talk about the services that you, you provide um, as far as editing is concerned and do you provide services to, um, how would that look for someone who's an author, who's looking for um, someone to edit their work? And then do you have other people that you, you work with? So if you could just walk us through that. Absolutely. Um, so of course, uh, as my business name denotes, the primary function is editing and that's because that is what I, I do and I love it. Um, some people hate it. It's the most laborious process um, of publishing a book. I don't care what anybody says. It's the hardest thing ever. Um, but I get such joy out of it. Um, and I think the one thing that people don't always realize is that um, editing is not just one thing. They say, oh, hi, um, can you edit my book? Of course I can. Or what type of editing are you looking for? And then they just put like a deer in headlights, like yeah. just edit it. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't just edit it. I need to know what kind of editing it is that you need. And um, just starting at that level where being being able to educate people and let them know that um, proofreading and copy editing are not the same. I don't care what they tell you, it's not the same, right? Um, so here we offer all types of editing. It's line editing, our copy editing, developmental editing, um, and in proofreading. Um, in addition to that, we also have book cover design services uh, that are available if you are needing help with uh, purchasing and registering your ISBN. Um, we'll do that as well. If uh, you are seeking to copyright um, your manuscripts through copyright.gov, um, we'll do that. We do formatting, just about anything it is that you need in order to publish a book, uh, we can do. It did not start like that, okay. uh, but that is um, that is where we are. And so to answer your question, obviously I don't do all of that by myself. Right. Uh, I do have a team of people uh, that, I, that I work with. And I think that is what makes my editing company so unique is that you can come to an editing company um, and get valued services for everything else that you need in one place and it is such a relief especially for a new um, and aspiring authors I always tell them that when you can get a person or a team that is knowledgeable about what it is that you need and you don't have to do the back and forth I got to call the format of the day then I got to follow up with the design team everything is in one spot and I serve as the liaison for it all um, just because I just feel as though um, the person who they connect with is the one that they trust. So if you have a problem, you talk to me. I'm not going to send you to one of my team members when I'm the one that made the promise. I'm the one you signed the contract with, right? Um, I just find it that it's been it's been so much um, easier for mm -hmm. authors. And so even if it's not with me, for for whoever um, you're going to choose, it, I I strongly suggest that you look for a company where you can get top notch service 
um, all the way across the board for everything it is that you need. It ends up um, being such a relief mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a relief. And it takes going through the process and not doing it that way and seeing just how hectic it can be until you realize how great it is to be able to only speak to one person and not have to worry about anything being done, knowing that your deadlines are going to be met um, and things and things of that sort. So, you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about my own process with um, when I published my book in 2019. I didn't communicate with my editor at all. It was, I went through um, a publishing company. Um, it was just, you know, the email communication, but I'm, a, I'm more of a personable person. So, you know, I like to know who's on the other side critiquing my work, but um, what would you say, what are the steps do you, would you recommend for a person to go through when they're looking for an editor. So how would I know that, you know, the editor that I have is top notch and is gonna get the the job done um, well. And I know one thing that you did mention is when you're asking customers, what kind of editing do you want? And they don't really realize that there are different levels of editing. Um, So what's the first step uh, would you recommend for a potential client to do when they're doing their research to find an editor? I would suggest um, asking them what services um, they provide um, as relates to editing, if that's the service that you're looking for. And if they tell you, oh, well, we provide editing and proofreading, and that's just kind of where they leave it, I'm not so sure that that's somebody that you would um, you would want to have to edit your book when um, a client goes and says, um, I'm looking for a quote, I need a quote on editing and oh, it's going to be two cents a word. Well, you, you haven't seen it. You don't know the genre. You don't know how long it is. You don't know how poor of a writer I am. You don't know how great of a writer I am, right? Um, you're just throwing out a blanket price uh, before you even see anything. To me, um, that is something that is um, a red flag mm-hmm. um, for me. Um, when you see when you see uh, all of these reviews mm-hmm. uh, on their business Facebook page, but all of their reviews happen to come from people that are all their friends, it's kind of like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, mm-hmm. When you ask them, oh, can I see, can I see samples of, uh, can I see samples of, of your work or, or any, you know, published, um, published works that you have? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you know, I've done the editing, but they haven't published their books yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm okay <laughs> yeah it's just, yeah yeah you know it's just those types of things and you have to go through it to understand um what you're looking for and unfortunately um a lot of the clients when I say a lot I mean somewhere between 70 80 percent of the clients that I get um they were burned for a lack of a better term before they got to me and it's heartbreaking for me because they've spent most times much more money than they're going to spend with me um, because somebody has taken complete advantage of them, understanding that they, they were either an aspiring or a brand new author that just didn't know anybody. Um, and then they come to me and they want me to fix it and I can't fix it. But now here it is that you're coming to me and it's a brand new service for me. It's a brand new thing. And so you've already spent 
thousands and now I'm telling you I can fix it, but I can't fix it for free because right. it's not my fault that someone else didn't do their job. And it's just, um, it's a hard position, yeah. um, position to be in and to hear the stories and everybody, it's so, so many stories. There's so many um, people who just are out there to take advantage um, of, of folks. And I hate to read the stories. I mean, we're not, like I said, we're in a lot of the same group. Right, and yeah. we see these stories mm-hmm. all of the time. My editor dropped me all of a sudden. Messenger doesn't work anymore. The mm-hmm. emails bounce back. Uh, I can't get my money back from Cash App. The invoice, just one thing after another. Yeah. Um, and when people continually do things like that, um, it makes all of us um, look bad. Editors in general, in in the literary world, look bad. Um, but I do believe that if people were more equipped. Um, with the types of questions that they should ask, the things that they should look for while it still will happen because, you know, we can't catch everybody. We can't save everybody. I do believe that it would happen a lot less. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the same things that I'm telling you are the same exact things that I tell my um, my potential clients. Um, they say, well, you know, I don't know if I can afford you. No problem. But I'm telling you, now that you've connected with me, I actually care. Right. So when you find a potential, call me, mm-hmm. email me, ask me if it's, oh my God, you'll do that. Yes. Because I don't want to see you. I don't want to see you get burnt. I provide more services than just editing. Just because you don't come to me for editing doesn't mean that you won't use me for formatting right. or you won't use me for a book cover design. How in the world are you going to pay me and my company for all of the other services that I could provide if you get burnt by somebody who takes everything that you have in your budget? You can't. Exactly. I'm gonna help you in any way, you know. I'm gonna help you in any way it is that I uh, that I can, um, and I think that's another thing too is finding an editor who actually cares. Mm-hmm. These there there are so many painful stories, especially given what happened last year. There's so many painful stories behind what people are writing mm-hmm. now. People don't know what it is taking for folks to actually develop a story, and then you give it to someone who's going to mark it all up. You want them to care. Right. You need them to, to ask the questions, to, to be there, to kind of work the thing through with you and not just treat you like a, a, a dollar sign, not to treat you like a, um, a payment for a bill. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that is another thing. Um, we all, we all have intuition. We, we get vibes from people. We, we naturally connect with folks. Um, I always tell people to take advantage of that. If you feel like you have a connection with that person, maybe that is the person who should be dealing with your dealing with your your project. You know, um, always find somebody that cares, and that's not just with editing. That's for Anything. any person who's seeking any service. You always, always, always want to be connected with someone who cares. Always. That's so. I think that is also key to just having um, good business practice and good business relationships is when, and that's how you're going to keep the customers coming back too. If you show that as you know, as a business owner who's providing a service, that you have an interest in your client and making sure that the outcome is successful for them, I'm you know, obviously they're going to want to come back. Um, and utilize your services. And it's awesome that you have all of these other services available as a one-stop shop um, for folks to take advantage of or to, you know, utilize. So it's not just the editing 
services. So where would, how would people get in contact with you? Because I don't want to, you know, end this without asking you that. I've got some other questions to ask you too, but I want to get that out there because I know quite a few people who are saying, I want to write, but my writing is not that great. I know. So they know up front that they need an editor. So where can people find you and um, contact you about the services that you provide? The easiest way um, to get in contact with me is to go to my website, real simple, um, www.iamediting.com. Um, and there you will see a Let's Connect form. Just fill it out. It'll shoot me an email. And as soon as I see it, um, I'll be sure to uh, connect with, with anybody. And it's for anything, whether you need um, book coaching, writing coaching, um, book covers, formatting, editing, anything it is that you need. Just to have a question about something that you heard um, here today. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the, the easiest way um, to, to contact me. Now, here's another thing that I, I know you, you released journals for those of us who need some inspiration yeah. to start writing. What made you decide to add that as another component to just the services and merchandise that you provide? Because the, the yeah. journals look good. Thank you. Um, they're sitting right here next to me. Um, I have them with me everywhere. Um, so this is my first one, uh, write, edit, publish, repeat. And the reason why I created that is because to your point, um, there are a lot of people who want to write and it's, but I'm not a great writer or I write and then what? And a lot of times they really don't understand that um, the first thing to writing is to actually write. Mm -hmm. So when you say that you're not a great writer, it's like, oh, well, show me something that you've written. Oh, well, I haven't written anything yet. Why? Well, you know, you're not a great writer. You haven't written anything yet, you know? Um, and so I made that because I feel like as we go through life, um, we all encounter things that we can write stories about that positively impact the lives of other people, um, that give folks brilliant ideas that resolve issues for other people. And um, I remember I was listening uh, to a podcast one, one day and the person that was being interviewed said, how would you feel if you found out that someone that was looking up to you passed away and you had the key to their success and they never were able to unlock that door? You had the answer to a problem that they never solved all because of the fact that you just sat there and said, oh, nobody's gonna listen to me. Oh, my story isn't good enough, right? Oh, I'm not a great writer. Oh, I'm not a natural speaker. Those types of things, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that it's so important that people know that um, their story is important. And I was one of those people. I write poetry, I don't write stories, I don't write books. Mm -hmm. um, and even now I'm just starting to get my feet wet. I've been in a couple of anthologies um, and I know that I have to release a book every time I post a poem. Adrian, where's my book? I don't know somewhere. I don't know where it is. <laughs> and I was going to ask you that, like, when are you going to release a book of poetry? <laughs> it's, it's going to come. It's, it's going to come. Um, it's just, I've never been one of those type of people who needed a book I write for a release. Um, I write because other people enjoy it. It's a source of entertainment for me. It's a hobby, it always has been, right? And so that's what I've always done. 
Um, and I'm going to, I have to, y'all nag me so much, my goodness. Um, I don't have any choice but to well, do I mean, it. You have all of the services there. Yeah, I can do it. I just have to make, I just have to make the time. Um, mm-hmm. but every journal that I, that I created, um, it, it, it holds a place in my heart. Um, I have another one that's a peacock journal and it's, um, it's beauty redefined. And the reason why I have it, um, it's mostly geared uh, toward um, women um, and our youth and, and teens. And it's just sickening sometimes to see how um, the society standards of beauty makes us do things to ourselves that are just completely unnecessary, almost sometimes to the point of death, um, mm-hmm. just because we feel like we we aren't we aren't pretty. Each person um, can define what that standard is. I don't look like you. Mm-hmm. You don't look like me. But we both can be beautiful, right? Yeah. Um, but people don't 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 think so. Um, and I am bothered by it because um, I have, like I said, I have a five year old daughter. And we see things on the news, I think not so long, not too long ago, down here in Florida, mm-hmm. um, they had this middle schooler and she killed herself. She committed suicide and they believe it was because she was being bullied um, because she was told that she was ugly mm-hmm. by, by kids. And then they show this picture of her and my God, she's one of the most beautiful little girls you've ever seen in your life. And it's like, who in the world would do something like that? Why would you say that to, you know, to the point of of someone taking their their own life, right? Especially they're young. And um, that's um, something that I um, I stand I stand for. Um, I don't like folks bullying people. I don't like um, women, especially women. I don't like women talking down on themselves. No one really. Um, but women in particular, especially our, our youth, um, I don't, I, I just really don't like it. And mm-hmm. so um, with my journals, since I created them, um, I've started this uh, initiative. Um, I'm hoping that it become um, nationwide where mm-hmm. I'm asking people to uh, sponsor journals for uh, youth and teen girl black um, mentoring programs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm giving them to them. And I'm asking that the coaches, um, the lead mentors, the program coordinators, uh, that they incorporate, if they don't already have it, um, a mental health week of, of some sort um, in their actual uh, curriculum or with their actual program. Um, because when you sit down and actually ask questions, you'll be surprised at some of the things that these girls are dealing with. Yeah. Um, at 10 and 11 years old, it'll just blow your mind. And so that's um, one avenue also that I'm going through with the um, with the journals. Those two that I showed you are the most, um, the ones that hold a spot in mm-hmm. my heart. Um, the rest of them, I'm just having fun. The, okay. I can't write without my glasses for yeah. all my wine drinkers. And I'm a natural for natural hair. And coffee wrote these chapters for all of the people who are coffee addicts like me. And, I'm gonna have a cup as soon as we finish, and <laughs> that kind of stuff. That kind of stuff. That's that's what it's for. Mm-hmm. But um, it it almost was inevitable. I mean, with me being the poet that I am, and I'm a journal junkie. So go to Michael's and Target 
got 20 that you haven't even touched in. Oh my gosh, this is so gorgeous. I got to pick this up. I got to pick that up. It's just who I am. And so I was like, well, let me just go ahead and, and make some of my own. And once I started, you know, coming up with ideas and creating them, um, I said that I wanted my end goal, especially with the um, the journals that have black faces on them. I want to get them into our retail stores because we can easily find these things on Etsy, Amazon, our Facebook friends are selling them and anything like that. But when we walk into Target or Michaels or Marshalls, they're not there. Right. They're just not. We don't have that representation there. And so, um, unfortunately, the only way to get at a, a seat at the table um, is to move units because they're not going to want to sell them if you can't sell them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's um, going to be a process, um, but at the end, I want to be able to uh, continue to create a product that represents us, um, that we, you know, we can we can be proud of, so that when we walk into a store, we can pick up something that looks like us that we can identify with. I am, well, I'm glad that you have this available and I'm assuming folks can go to I Am Editing Inc. Yep, they can go to IamEditing.com and just hit the shop button and that's there, they'll see them all there. Okay, this is great. So where do you, just as we begin to wind down, I know that this is all this is all coming together, I think, very well for you with, with the launch of the business. Um, where do you see yourself or what are your goals? So first, let's talk about short term. So what are some of the goals and what would you like to accomplish with the business this year in 2021? And then the second part is what's your where do you see the company in five years? Um, well, short term, uh, right now I have a very lofty goal. Um, I want to, uh, get, um, these journals in the hands of, um, about a hundred mentoring groups, um, nationwide by December 31st. Um, I've been planning to figure out how to do it with, um, with sponsorships, with in-kind donations and things of that sort. Um, but it's, like I said, it's a, it's a really big question of my heart I mean it's something that I really want to do that's for one um and um I also want to create um an internship program I get people all of the time um Adrian oh can I do this with you can I do that with you oh not ready not ready not ready (laughs) and so um I gotta get you know things together because that's just another whole facet of paperwork and everything that has to be done um but I would like to get um an apprenticeship uh, program an internship program um, just as a way to to give back to those who want to do um, what it is that I do or they share the same passion that I do um, in five years I don't even know this has taken off in in let me see May uh, Memorial Day of this year will be three years okay. um, and I would have never thought just never magazines me podcast me facebook group me no way journals me no way um it's just been it's just been a lot um and i am very very happy now that um i have been able to grow the way that i have um i'm hoping that um it'll get to the point where i have like junior editors junior proofers and things of that sort um where my hands 
aren't touching um the day-to-day so much yeah. um but I actually love it too so I kind of want to touch the day-to-day right. <laughs> yeah. um but um it would be nice if it ends up being something that I I can um that I I can touch only when um I have to and not when it is that I need um something when I have to and not necessarily be a need right right well, I I am happy for you. I think you have such a beautiful spirit. And I know you have helped so many women just in the Facebook group alone in the way that just took off and grew um, because I see you always connecting women to different resources and things of that nature. And so I think we need more of that. So thank you for being you. Um, and I would love to have you come back again and maybe we could talk about some other things because I always like to talk about um, the whole balancing act. I mean, you're an entrepreneur, you're a businesswoman and you're a mom. So I know you've got your hands full. So I want to, you know, go ahead and extend an invitation for you to come back and join us. And maybe we could talk about some other topics as well in terms of how you, you know, are able to balance all of the wonderful things that you are doing um if, absolutely so if you could just tell folks again where how they can find you your website or even if there's um social media if people want to follow you um how can how, how can they get in contact with you so my website is www.iamediting.com um they can find me on facebook or instagram at i a dot m dot editing ink and that's ink spelled i n k um my handles are the same um they can find me adrian horn uh on on facebook um and that's pretty much that's pretty much it those are my only platforms i feel like having too many ends up making you um overwhelmed yeah absolutely well, thank you so much for spending just a few minutes of your time with me today. And um, again, for those of you who are listening and viewing, connect with Adrienne of I Am Editing, Inc. Um, she will definitely take care of you and get you right when it comes to all of your editing needs. And make sure that you follow the 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 podcast like and subscribe to the podcast so that you can get uh, those notifications when there's a new episode i look forward to you joining me next week um, for another episode of light it up and in the meantime don't forget to continue to light it up and shine bright like a diamond thanks for joining me this week on light it up make sure you visit my website at www.lightituppodcast.com or www.ajinamohammed.com. You can also find me on social media using the handle at lightituppodcast. If you like what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, I'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or you can simply tell a friend about the show. Be sure to tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Until next time, Light it up and shine bright like a diamond.